everyone, it's Gianna Valcastro from the Women's Sports Matter podcast, and today I'm going to be discussing the sponsor of this show, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone. This is Gianna Belcastro, and I have something to say. So, in the episode that was recorded on Sunday, there were topics that we discussed, and there were things that I don't think were okay to say, especially for my kind of audience. Um, using gay as an insult is not okay. Calling something gay is not okay, etc. You know? Don't do it. That's really bad. That's really rude. I've dealt with that a lot. I know people that have dealt with that. Don't use gay as an insult, okay? Don't call someone the F word or the D word. Um, some people like the word queer, some people don't like the word queer. You just have to ask, I guess, what's okay. But, again, if you're really not in the community, it's not your place. So, um, ask yourself if you're queer, what words do I like to describe myself as, and what do I want to avoid? Link down below will be a link for the Trevor Project, which is a organization that helps with uh, queer kids, teens, you know, just if they need someone to talk to or with coming out and stuff like that. Um, it's a really nice resource that I have used in the past. Uh, I know people that have used in the past, especially with this kind of stuff where it's like, you feel like you don't belong and you feel like people are just making fun of you or whatever like that. Along with what Zach said as well, you are okay. Don't, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of you or your sexuality. You are your own person. Um, just because you're religious doesn't mean you have to, to, to say that you're a sinner or whatever. Um, I feel like that's not someone's place. It's your place to decide, um, I guess, how you want to classify yourself. It doesn't matter. Love will always win. That is pretty much it from from me when it comes to talking about this. I just thought it should be mentioned in the beginning. That way it doesn't make it seem like I'm giving him a platform to be a homophobe. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm going to go right into the intro now because I, I got to do that, I guess. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Castro, and welcome back. And if you're new, how's it going? I love having new listeners, uh, listening to my amazing voice. Isn't that right, Gerald? Gerald's on the phone with me. Um, no one can see, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to talk. Um, if you're new here, this is a podcast about women's sports, but I do have to have different series like off-topic discussion. Today, we are having our second ever off-topic discussion with a very special guest. His name is Zach Bernhardt, and he is a former classmate of mine from my high school days. Today's episode is titled Branching Out, and we are discussing many different things, from abortion to presidential candidates, climate change, 
things like that. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. But wait, before we even get started, it is commercial time. Let's listen to a quick advertisement about Anchor, spoken by yours truly, and we'll get right into it. So you ready to, to get started? What I like to do on my podcast, I don't like to like have things planned out. When I took my media class last year, we had to have a list of questions written out and everything for our grade. That's not, I don't like to do that. I like, spon- as I said earlier, spontaneous conversation. So this yeah. is a new s- series on my podcast. It's called Off Topic Discussion. This is a women's sports podcast, but it could be more. And that's why I decided to branch out of it. The first one I did was, um, uh, what was it on? It was for a school project. That's why I decided to create a series on my podcast. Um, okay. So I talked about trans people like matter and everything like that basically human rights stuff yeah so um what do you want to talk about first since you're a very special guest on here Uh, i mean i'm good to talk anything uh anything uh come to your mind just i'm open for anything we're both pretty involved people what was your favorite club that you were a part of at jca uh, my favorite by far was definitely the Respect Life Club, taking a trip to D.C. and, uh, you know, all that. You know, that was definitely, definitely one of the top three experiences at JCA, in my opinion. What was, what was your favorite? I was a part of a mental health club called You Matter. Okay. It was started my junior year. I was not involved in it being started. One of my Frisbee teammates were, um, but I didn't know her at the time. I found out about it through the social worker for my grade and um, the next year. So senior year, I was invited to be a part of the like board. So I was co-communications director with someone else. So that was pretty cool to be involved with that. We did a few things within um, our sports division. We had like a big meeting thing in February. We had um, a day where people gave speeches about stuff happening in their lives, how they dealt with that and everything. I took part in that. It was, I'm not one to be a public speaker, but I've gotten past that point. And I remember when we did it in February, I was, I was just so happy that I like broke through that little stage fright barrier of mine. I gave the same speech twice and it was so cool, Zach, like hundreds of people in the auditorium and everything. I was just blown away. But with you and your club, going to DC is really cool. I I text Sam every year to make sure like she was okay and everything. Um, Because I think it's really interesting that you guys get to go to DC. I know people from other schools like Bennett that also went. And I just, I wanna know more about what that experience is like for you because I've always wanted to go more not exactly for like what you guys are doing but more for like the experience maybe like taking photos and stuff seeing what it's like to be with people that disagree with you because I like I like to see the different sides of everything before I make my decision and I was in that point where I was like I don't know where I fall exactly um obviously I I don't necessarily agree with everything that you stand for, but I do respect your opinion. Yeah, me too. Um, 
But yeah, the experience, uh, I mean, we'd leave on the buses, uh, I think like 7 p.m. at night and a 14-hour bus ride to D.C., which it sounds kind of awful sitting on a bus full of like yeah. 70 other people. And, but, I mean, it's a fun experience. You, know, you play games and stuff on all your phones and bring deck of cards and other games. And then uh, you ask about seeing people, other people that disagree with us uh, when we're marching. Well, first, uh, for any of your listeners that might not know what the we talk about life and uh, the sanctity of it and how precious and important it is. And uh, a lot of our topics of discussion are on abortion and uh, like contraception and that kind of stuff. But we also talk about like after birth and uh, how we can help uh, people with children after birth and also uh, you know, we talk about bullying and mental health and people with disabilities. So we're kind of like life from all spectrums, from birth all the way until natural death. We do talk about that penalty as well. Um, so the March for Life event in D.C. is like January 20th or so, I'm going to say. And, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people from all across the nation go there to march on D.C. to protest uh, court decision of Roe v. Wade. In 1973, which made abortion illegal across the land of the U.S. So, uh, back to facing the opposition over there, uh, you know, you're in a crowd of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people on the street. Everybody pretty much has the same uh, ideology as you do or as me. And, uh, you know, there'd be people along the way that would be uh, uh, anti-life or pro-choice. And, uh, you know, they'd be throwing chance at us. We would throw a chance back at them. But uh, JC, we were never told to get uh, in real contact with them. You know, we can say our chance, but nothing else. And uh, that's what we did. And I, I haven't seen anybody yet hurt. I mean, anybody else from JCA, like, mix it up with them. You know, we just walk past. And, uh, you know, it's, it's cool to see the two sides, uh, you know, hear what they have to say and then, I've only been a part of one like protest slash march. I did the, the climate march in Chicago. I skipped school that day. Um, well, it wasn't really skipping school. I asked permission to go and he said yes. <laughs> yeah. I asked the dean and he goes, yeah, you can go. It was only me and another person from my school, but I didn't really know her. Oh, she was in the same grade as me and everything. But uh, I I had to make sure that I had permission to go or else my mom wouldn't let me go. Um, yeah. I went in September. It was one of the best things ever. It was very hot out. Um, the first thing I've ever done since I've started becoming interested in climate mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that. Um, senior year was like the turning point for me where I realized I do have power to do something. Yeah, I should take advantage of that. And I think everyone should know that they have the power to protest. And that is an important right that we should take advantage of and not tell other people what they're doing is wrong. What is something that you want to discuss? Anything comes to your mind? Um, you were talking about, well, I'm, uh, I'm going to assume we disagree on climate change. Go uh, ahead. Well, Go ahead. Uh, I don't know, can you just tell me some reasons why, uh, 
why you went to the march against climate or uh yeah whatever that was about i think the main idea of the march was to go and to to have politicians listen to us and to pass CJA. I don't think it's been passed. I think they're still working on it or it hasn't been presented yet. I just think it's important to look out for our future because we don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, scientists can say whatever they want and things keep get pushing, kept being pushed back. Obviously, I've seen that too. Like it's a noticeable pattern. Oh, the earth or whatever is going to be dead in like the, the a million 20, years. 20 years ago, they said I don't really listen to that. I'm just more focused on what is it going to be like in 15 years and what can we do for that? That's what I'm focused on. You want to know what bothers me the most? And this is something that I've been like fixed on since junior year when I heard about it. You know, like the sky at night, how like it's not exactly purplish, but it's not as dark as it should be. I forgot what. I'm so like this pisses me off why can I not remember something the light Uh, light pollution light pollution drives me nuts um I went to uh well I went there twice well Bonzi has like I don't remember what the name of it is but it has this thing where it simulates what the sky is at night and shows you different stars and where the planets are and everything or like that I went there twice. I took Earth and Space Science junior year, and then junior year also I went there French class. We were reading The Little Prince, and they talked about light pollution in there, and I'm just so disgusted, and every day I look up at the sky, my window's like over here, and I look up, and I'm like, freaking light pollution. Why can't the sky be dark? And I was sitting there when they they showed what the sky used to be like, and I was like... (laughs) pitch black yeah i kind of had the same experience uh you know i live south of juliet when i look to the north you know the sky uh it's kind of like just a grayish color and you know when it's pitch black at night you know the sky is gray and you can't see any stars and then we look to the south and you can see stars and it's pretty dark and then we took a trip to northern wisconsin and up there it's just totally dark and you can see you know thousands of stars it's crazy how uh you know, that light pollution, you know, how much it changes the look of the sky there. Yeah. I went on a retreat when I used to be a part of my grade school's youth group. We went to Michigan for a few days. And when we got there, it was nighttime. And I just, I looked up and I was like, I haven't seen this in a long time. It's just so sad that we can't enjoy what's happening in the sky. Like where last week we could have seen some of the aurora borealis i believe yeah, yeah. The and then jupiter saturn and jupiter we can't see it because of the light pollution that is something that drives me nuts i just wanted to talk about that for a second no one listens to me <laughs> no one cares what i have to say so i feel like here i was like light pollution sucks moving on yeah well that's something i could agree on too <laughs> I like looking up at the stars. I like seeing where the planets are. I think it's very interesting. The true wonders of the world is up there. Yeah. Um, what else do you want to talk about, Zach? Anything else coming to your mind? Um, uh, what do you got? Um, 
I was going to be a poll worker this year and they never okay. talked to me. I did the training and everything and I was really mad because I wanted $200. I did. I was going to do it for the money because I, I'm broke and I just, I want to save up before I transfer to a, a four-year institution. Yeah. Um, and I was like set on being a poll worker. I was so going to wake up at like four in the morning just to go <laughs> somewhere and to deal with people. Um <laughs> Did you vote in person? Did you vote by mail? Did you vote early? What did you do this year? Yeah, I went in uh, on a Tuesday after work, and I came in, filled up my ballot, put it in the machine. But uh, just like you two, I, I thought about being a poll watcher as well, but you know, I just never acted on it. You know, just a thought. <laughs> I mean, it, it's interesting to see what happens on that day because uh, this is our first time voting in a presidential yeah. election, and I've watched from years past, um, seeing what happened. I was even arguing with my dad in 2016 because he voted for Trump. I couldn't vote, and I was like, I don't like Hillary. I'm more of a Bernie person. Okay. Um, not as much anymore. I'm, I don't know where I am anymore at this point because so much has happened in this in this country where I'm just so confused as a person um and politically speaking but I was just not a fan in 2016 and I was like okay um this my mom didn't even vote that year she's like I don't like either of them so I'm not voting how do you feel about that what my mom said do you think people Um, should vote like third party if they don't like the two candidates I think third party's a waste at this point in time until we move out of the two-party system, because I don't like how that is, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, like not voting, like, I mean, I could un- kind of understand uh, you think both candidates are equally evil, then I, I could see not voting, but I mean, I would pick the lesser of the two evils. But then uh, as a for third party, I mean, I think uh, if there's three candidates, say a Democrat, Republican, and independent, I think instead of filling in, you know, you vote for Republican or Democrat or Independent, I think it should be order on one, two, and three. And then that way, if your number one candidate doesn't win, then all, maybe your vote will go to your number two. That way, then it's not like, like Joe Jorgensen, they say she would have won this year if, uh, assuming Trump did lose, then uh, all of the votes from Trump would go to Joe Jorgensen. But anybody that votes for Joe Jorgensen would just be a waste of a vote because an independent and nobody uh nobody really votes for independence anymore yeah and they're not even included in presidential uh candidate debates yeah and i just think they're a candidate give them attention you give like the 16 democratic people attention we go from andrew yang to beto o'rourke to joe biden bernie sanders elizabeth warren all like not even 16 20 something people running to be the Democratic nominee. <laughs> I yeah. think give them attention. It's the two party system is stupid. There should be ordered voting. I do agree with that. I was um, in my group that I'm in, it's called Student Span Action. I have a friend in Massachusetts and they were talking about how the bill wasn't passed there where they would have ordered voting. voting. That's kind of disappointing. I think I do agree with you on that. There should be ordered voting. I don't see what the problem is with that. I think that's fine. There's no, 
I there's no problem to me. There's absolutely yeah. no problem. It's just you got to get it going and yeah. you know, got to get people to change and people don't want to change. I mean, they started mail-in voting. I don't know. Oregon's been doing it for a while. So is Washington. They they have it down and secured. I maybe we should just I'll change everything at this point. It's something to work, have a nice system where we don't have to worry about anything. I just think there's something wrong where you can, if you can't work together and you work in DC, then that's on you. Yeah. Civilized, civilized conversation. This is a perfect example between two people that don't exactly agree on everything, but they can still sit down and talk. That's what we need. Yeah, yeah I would definitely agree with that. Like you can't even pass a stimulus check. I think people should be getting money. There's no way these people can be paying for rent. Not everyone is loaded with cash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. But you got to ask, where does that stimulus money come from? The government. Well, where is the government going to get it from? Here's a, okay, let's talk about money for a second. I saw a TikTok. Um, or it's actually, I've seen multiple TikToks on this. Who are we in debt to? China. Are we in debt <laughs> to Mars? The Earth? The whole thing with money is so confusing. The concept of it. Who are you in debt to? Who decides what value this has? It, I will never it, understand. <laughs> I will never well, comprehend. Imagine, imagine, uh, I got a, I got a mint sitting right here. Imagine mm -hmm. if, uh, there's only one mint in the whole world. Who decides the value on that mint? It's whoever's going to pay the top dollar for it. You know, so there's one mint. Somebody might pay $100 million for it. Then imagine if there's 100 million mints. People might only pay a, a dollar for it. No, that's the way the market works. It, you know, that's how stuff gets uh, decided what, you know, what, uh, what the price and what the value of stuff is. I just... That's very nice explanation, Zach. But it, boop, boop, I don't know. I will. I'm not even going to take the time to comprehend. Money is something that will never make sense to me. Um, the stock market will never make sense to me. My friend has stocks, and he tells me all the time, "Gianna, I want to get you a stock for your birthday or whatever." And I'm like, "No, thank you. Keep me out of that because I'm just, I'm so confused." And then he texts me every day. He's like, "Well, the Dow lost like points." Or whatever. I don't even yeah. know. And I'm like, okay, Gerald, you need to calm down. I don't understand what you're talking about. But that that's money is a whole thing that I will never understand. And I am okay with that. I'm honestly well, fine with that. Well, that's another place where I guess you would disagree because I think uh, I think everybody that graduates high school needs a very sound foundation on how money works, you know, where it comes from, where it goes. You know, interesting facts, fun fact of the day, I got a D in consumer act because I didn't understand anything. And it was a summer class. I didn't want to take it my senior year so I could take all these different electives. And I was just so confused. Um, I do want to understand how it works. I just, okay. I'm not good at school. <laughs> I'm not good at learning things. I like, uh, maybe Gerald will teach me one day. I don't know. He listens to this podcast. If he if he hears this and, he, and he'll text me and I'll be like, oh, so now you want to learn about it. And I'm going to be like, no. But thank well, you. I would definitely recommend that, you know, I, I would recommend that everybody gets a good learning and good understanding of it because, uh, I mean, money's everywhere. 
you know. That is true. Like, you know, money has everything. Everybody uh, has got to pay for stuff and yeah. make money to spend money. And, you know, when you talk politics and stuff, a lot of it has to do with money and, you know, taxes and rates and, uh, you know, where it's spent and how it's mm-hmm. spent and all that. I do want to learn. I don't know who to learn from. Maybe I should take an online class since I'm off until next month. Um, switching gears. Let's go back to election stuff. Okay. I, the one thing that bothered me with this election is that back in when it was, what is that, the primaries or whatever it's called? Yeah. Um, I don't like Joe Biden. And a lot of people that I know <laughs> disagree with me. Like I said before, I was like a Bernie Sanders person. I'm a huge fan of AOC. Not a fan of her anti-Semitism, but I'm a f- huge fan of AOC. I didn't want Joe Biden. And my cousin disagreed with me. We had a conversation about this. I was more of like an Elizabeth Warren, maybe Andrew Yang, not Pete Buttigieg or Kamala Harris. Not exactly big fans of them. I know that you are a Republican, but who is your yeah. who was your favorite Democratic person from the primaries? Uh, I mean, if I had to pick one, I would go Michael Bloomberg because, uh, I mean, you know, he's uh, similar to Trump in the fact that you know he's a New York billionaire businessman. So, uh, like we were talking about earlier, he knows how money works, and uh, you know, money makes the world go around. So, uh, you know. You can run the government like a business, kind of like the way Trump did. But uh, some of his policies, uh, like uh, the climate stuff, I didn't agree with. And uh, that, that would be one reason why I wouldn't vote for him. And uh, I think he was also, you know, for a lot of spending, government spending and going into more debt, which I'm not for that either. Um, what are some reasons that you don't like Joe Biden? I just... We, I, I was a fan of Obama. Then I heard what he did in the Middle East, which I don't know why I didn't know this when he was president. Um, So I'm not a fan of the bombings that he, I don't understand why we are in the Middle East. It is none of our business. That is like a whole nother topic, but he's old. And so is Trump. I don't think we need like these. Yeah, they're only like, uh, I think they're like four or six or maybe eight years apart. I think if, well, they're in their 70s, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's too old for me. I I think not that there should be like an age limit or whatever. Like even Bernie Sanders is too old. So is, what's her name? Senator California, Diane Feinstein. She's so old. All these older people that they don't, I think the the older people that are representing people in the United States, mostly the older white people, they're not exactly the true representation of what is happening now. I'm more for younger people coming in because they know what's happening or maybe middle-aged people, but I just think the the younger folks. You said younger white people. There's a lot of, there's a lot, older white people need to. Oh yeah, older white people. Yeah. Some of them are stuck in the past. Okay. Joe Biden was stuck in the past. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) I don't, I do not like what he did when he was in Congress. 
That is also another reason I don't like him. He didn't do much. Did I still vote for Joe Biden? Yeah. Because I just, I don't like Trump. Uh, what don't you like about Trump? So many things. <laughs> the one thing that got me the most is the trans military ban. Even though that doesn't affect me personally, I have a trans cousin. For him, he doesn't want to be in the military or anything. But for him not to have the choice, I feel like if you want to serve your country, go ahead. Would I want to serve my country? No, because I literally hate guns. I am just, no, thank you. Fireworks bother me too. So like, I don't even know how that happened. Uh But (laughs) if you want to serve your country, go ahead. That's fine with me. I don't understand what like the whole deal is, like what genitals you have or whatnot. And just, it drives Mm -hmm. me nuts. That's one thing. I, what else truly bothers me? His voice is annoying, but like that's a whole thing. <laughs> um, I think maybe it's because my dad likes him. I'm not close with my dad. My dad is like somewhere else. Um, but and my whole the whole Bell Castro side of my family is like all Trump and everything. I want to tell you a story. Okay. My mind goes so many places. When Trump got elected, my the Belcastro side of my family was so like excited and everything that they threw a party. I went to that party. This was when I didn't know anything about politics, but I knew I didn't like Trump. My sister, my dad, and I went and we didn't know what was happening when we got there. I look at the TV, I look around me and I was like, this is a school night and you took me to a Trump party. And I was just so agitated that night, but the food was good. I wasn't going to complain, but I don't talk to any of them anymore. They're all like hyper-focused and they're like really rude to my, my cousin too. The one I was talking about earlier, I just, I don't agree with that. Like transphobia, homophobia, homophobia, get out of here. That's just with me. Um, That's why I don't talk to them anymore. That's why I don't like Trump either. It's like the whole, the whole LGBT for Trump thing bothers me. Uh, that's just me, personally. Um, like, not being able to... If I'm not going to be given the option if I want to adopt a child in the future or not, that's kind of rude, in my opinion, because I think I'll be able to take care of a child. Not that I want to. I don't want kids, um, as I tell everyone. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure, for now at least. Um, but not having that option kind of bothers me that's another thing that that got me riled up but that's that's two things well three with the voice included that bothers me Uh, and the tweets do you like the tweets no i would that's uh i mean i'm not saying i like everything about mr trump but uh the the tweets i think are his biggest issue they're like like overkill you know it's like a child you you just need to settle down sometimes 3 a.m. Corruption. I don't, I don't know. I muted him on Twitter. Or, yeah, muted him on Twitter because sometimes it would, I follow a lot of journalists and they, they would quote him. I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't care. Like once, it, like, once he's done in, what is it, 23 days or whatever, I'm going to be like, no more tweets. I might as well just block him. Or I really should get off of Twitter. I only go on there for like sports stuff. 
Yeah. And well, the podcast is on Twitter too, so I have to run that. Um, do you? What is? What do you like about our president? Like, what is the reason that you voted for him besides you know business and everything like that? Um. Well, he's uh, he's done the most for the pro life community, which uh, you know you might call me a one a one issue voter. Uh, I I think abortion is uh, the most important. Uh, issue to vote on in America here because uh, without life, you know, where would we be? Um, you know, he's done the most for the pro-life community. Like, you know, he's cut funding to Planned Parenthood, which you know, we're probably going to disagree here, but I think that's, uh, you know, probably one of his biggest achievements. Oh, actually, another one of his biggest achievements is in the Middle East. I think he got three countries to yeah, get, make peace with the Israel. The peace things I do agree with, us being there, not so much. But like that's like a whole nother issue, of course. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think I think that was great because uh, nobody nobody has ever made peace in the Middle East for thousands of years now, and Mr. Trump just did it. And uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if Joe Biden keeps the peace up or if he uh, gets us back in the Middle East. I don't course. know, honestly. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I could not <laughs> tell you because I have no idea what's gonna happen. But um, I just. The, the Middle East thing with the peace is good. I do. Does everyone want to recognize that? No. Is that well, one of should, the good thing? Should they recognize it? Yes. Is it one of the best things that he's done in his term? Absolutely. I will agree with you on that. Um, the whole Planned Parenthood thing. I just I don't know because like obviously I've never I've never been to one. I don't know what it's like there. I know that they do other stuff besides abortion. I don't know how that works out for them. I know they do cancer screenings that I've heard of, and I've heard people go in there for that. Um, do I think they should get cut funding? I don't know. I'd have to do more research on that. When it comes to terms of the pro-life thing, um, I just, for me at least, I would like a choice, especially, if, God forbid, if I ever get raped or something. I don't want that that child to be a reminder of something that has happened. I don't know if I would want to go through that process either. For me personally, I never want to give birth ever because nine months of annoying pains, morning sickness, no thank you. I want to go and live my life and do whatever job I'm going to do. I don't need a distraction. That's why I don't want to give birth. Pain, suffering, Maybe something good would come out of it, but I just don't want to do it. Um, the whole, um, what is it called? Plan B stuff. Um, birth control. How do you feel about that? Oh, I don't, I don't think any of it's good. No? What about for periods? Do you know people take birth control to control their periods and stuff like that? On the March for Life, uh, I think there was a talk about that, but I think uh, there's other ways around it, because uh, like the the pill they call it, yeah, it uh, alternates your whole body, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, like God made your body the way He wanted it, so why would you alter it? And uh, you know, you get to the argument of I'm a male, so I can do whatever I want. I mean. I can uh, I can go have fun on a Saturday night with no consequences versus the woman can go have fun on a Saturday night, but there might be consequences. So 
why don't I use the uh, control pill? And uh, I mean, it is kind of a tough argument, but you know, there's consequences to your actions. And uh, I just think, I mean, I think uh, pregnancy is a miracle. And it's, you know, the greatest thing on life. And, uh, you know, life starts at conception. So if you were to have the abortion, you're literally going to kill your child. And I think that's, uh, that's, you know, that's our nation's Holocaust here. They got 6 million Jews in Nazi Germany, and we got 60 million babies here in America. And, uh, you know, I just think that's awful. I mean, I, I'm not a huge pill taker. I, I never have taken a pill until literally this year because I went to the doctor and I was in so much pain and they're like, here, try this. And then I went with like this and it worked out. Um, I think pills are scary. That's why I don't really take that. Medicine is scary for me. Um, Would I ever go on birth control? No. Are my periods painful? Absolutely. But would I do that? No. I'll take an ibuprofen or two, use a heating pad, eat some chocolate, you know, all the the amazing stuff when it comes to um, dealing with cramps for eight days um, or even longer. I don't know. And Um, uh, for your listeners, you know, just a little background on the birth control pill. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, It was was created by Margaret Sanger and uh, she was, she had her time you know, she was pretty big in the news and stuff, doing a lot of her work from like 1920 to 1960. And uh, she, you know, she was all for what Hitler was doing. And, uh, you know, she was anti-Semite and, uh, you know, get rid of the Jews, population control. Uh, you know, she thought uh, they wanted less black people in the world. And uh, so she came up, she's the founder of Planned Parenthood. That is you know, gross. started abortions and uh, birth control pills. And, uh, you know, they put, you know, she wanted, her object was to get less African-Americans in America and, you know, eventually in the whole world. So she put all of her Planned Parenthoods in the most black communities and, you know, pass them out birth control. That way black people can't have children. And if they do happen to get pregnant, then they can go to her Planned Parenthood clinic get it taken care of that's just a little uh history there on that and that's uh you know that's why i would say the birth control pill is you know a pill of evil hey everyone i hate to interrupt this podcast of course but when you got a fact check you got a fact check i don't want to be putting false information out there for everyone um it's important to do your own research like i said in this podcast but um circling back to what zach said about abortion and margaret sanger that is just false. Um, we've got Time Magazine, we got New York University basically saying no. Um, and again, those links will be in the description for you to read up yourself. Margaret Sanger wasn't racist. Um, and when people are trying to quote her for when she was talking about um, the black community and being in the South with Planned Parenthood clinics, she was actually looking out for the people that were there. Uh, and when people talk about this certain quote that I'm going to read, um, they use the first part of it. And I think when we're talking about the truth and we're talking about things that matter, it's important to discuss the whole thing. So let me just pull up that quote and 
just read the article from Time Magazine as I'm editing this podcast. And do 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 do. Elevator music. <sighs> Where is it? Where did it go? Here it is. We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can train out the idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. Uh, and people think that what she said was wrong. But I, I don't see anything wrong. The, the, the whole purpose of this was to empower people. Um, and as the article mentions, she did focus her efforts on minority communities because that was where, due to poverty and limited access to health care, women were especially vulnerable to the effects of unplanned pregnancy. Um, and she also said in 1914, and Ford's motherhood is the most complete denial of women's right to life and liberty. I, again, wanted to touch on this because I think it's important. I don't want lies to be on this podcast. You're welcome. Now, let's get back to the episode where we can listen to whatever else he has to say. But, uh, sorry for cutting in and everything, but what he said was not true. And I just wanted to say that. Uh, and when it comes to the terms of the eugenics thing, basically she was saying what everyone else was saying. Um, really quickly, I would like to mention, uh, in the 1920s and 30s, eugenics enjoyed widespread support from mainstream doctors, scientists, and the general public. Planned Parenthood officials are quick to note that despite her thoughts and idea in general, Sanger uniformly reputed the racist exploitation of eugenics principles. Uh, so basically, she was saying what everyone else was saying in the 1920s and 30s. I, can we call it everyone else that was doing that? Because that's just plain wrong. But again, like I said, what are you saying was wrong. I just wanted to jump in and say that. Let's get back to the episode. Thanks for listening. But another thing with the whole abortion thing is it doesn't necessarily stop it. It just stops legal ones. So it's like more dangerous for people that try like a homemade version of that you know with the the coat hanger thing and everything like that i just i think it should stay more for safety concerns so people don't hurt themselves or eventually end up killing themselves because they're poking and prodding at their body just because they feel like they have i guess maybe they think it's a burden or something like that um for them and i just want to have you know a choice yeah, I, f- I feel like I'm morally obligated to change your opinion, though, that uh, life begins at conception. Go ahead. This is off-topic discussion. We're having a discussion. Go ahead. All right. Keep going, Zach. I mean, well, I, when, when would you say life starts? I honestly don't know. I'm not – I didn't pay attention in biology when we watched – um, when Morissette put on the video about <laughs> childbirth, I thought it was really gross because of all the blood and mucus. I didn't even know there was blood and mucus in until at that point. I wasn't really educated as a child. I didn't even get a health class, like a true health class until my senior year. Well, I, well it was cut off due to the pandemic because it was 
the last yeah. semester. Um, I don't know a lot about what is happening, but for me, I don't think that the third trimester is okay. I think first and second is fine, but third trimester abortions are really rare. Um, first and second are fine, okay. if that makes sense. Um, so, uh, you know, roughly how many days or weeks days? I have no be, idea. Well, like I can't remember because we did learn about it. We talked about abortion in my advanced health class. It, it was such a fun class because we talked about all these different things. Um, and we did all these different activities where like you would pick a side of the room and then you would have a discussion, like why you picked that decision, what we what you would do and everything like that. I don't necessarily remember all the dates and what whatnot or how many weeks it is. But obviously I don't wanna kill I don't wanna kill a child. Cause I don't even I don't like guys. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I don't like guys. I I never ever want to date a guy again. I mean no offense to Riley. He was a he was a great <laughs> boyfriend, obviously. But I realized as I've moved on and came to terms like, okay, I know I'm not straight. I don't want to get knocked up. And I feel like just for me, I can't speak for everyone else who is straight or bi or whatever and they want to get pregnant. I just think it's whoever's dealing with it, it's their choice. It's not my business. They can do what they please. Okay. Yeah, I would uh I would agree with that, you know, like it's your choice to, you know, get married and have kids or it's your choice to not. But uh you know, back to the you know, contraception. I don't know when when life begins. I feel like that's up for interpretation if you choose to believe that it's a clump of cells or not, because that's another argument that people have. It's just a clump of cells. Well, okay. I'm also a clump of cells. Yeah. Then you ask yourself, what's a cell? A cell is a living organism. And then we go into what is this and what is that? And how does that work? And it's just the whole spiral of things that are happening at one point. I mean, I honestly have no idea. Obviously you know what you're talking about because you have been been in a club for four years that talks about this so you're very prepared and educated which I'm glad that you are because we need more people that know what they're talking about um I now if someone I know is asking me for their advice for if they want to get an abortion or not I'm gonna say you are talking to the wrong person that is up to that is up to them and their doctor and maybe their parents if they want to get them involved. It's the whole, I'm going to think about it by myself kind of issue, I guess, for some people. And some people are so alone when it happens, if they want to get one or not. If it's like a one night stand and they get pregnant and then they don't have contact with the other person, that's kind of sad. Yeah, I would definitely do that. It's terrible and yeah. not, knowing what to do i've seen tv shows play out the whole abortion thing too oh my god i can't remember the show um it was on freeform there was a whole episode about it i can't remember maya mitchell was in this show she starred in it and i can't remember the name of the show give me a second 
Um, and there was an episode where this girl is dating um, this guy and she gets pregnant and she doesn't know what to do. And the girl and the guy have a whole conversation and the guy goes, well, you know, it's my decision because I'm the dad or whatever. And it was this whole thing. Um, I don't understand why I can't rem- remember the name of the show. Um, it'll happen in a second. The Fosters. Have you ever heard of The Fosters? Yeah, I feel like I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about it. There's an episode, can't remember the episode, um, but girl gets pregnant by her boyfriend. The boyfriend is very, very upset that he didn't have a say-so, but that basically the end of this is, uh, the girl is like, well, it's my body. It's my choice. Like, I don't want to have a kid. I'm not prepared to have a kid. I don't even want to give birth. That That's kind of how it ended. Um, the boyfriend, did he want or not want the abortion? He did not. He wanted to have a child. I forgot how old these people were in this point of the show. I think they were in high school, maybe. The guy really wanted the kid. Um, but they were in high school or I don't think they had jobs either. I think one of the, the guy was on some sports wrestling team and um, he wanted the kid. So two high schoolers, one got pregnant, um, wanted the abortion. The other one wanted the child. I The whole high school situation is also thing that I feel like I can't talk about because obviously I've never been pregnant in high school I don't know what that pressure is like um if you're like 17 or something and you have a kid what do you yeah, I, mean, I, I, I could see how that would look in society of like yeah you know, high school with kid but uh, you know I mean I would say it's you know after after the act is done, it's not their choice to get rid of it, you know, mm-hmm. or keep it, you know, it's only one, there's only one option is to keep it. And, and, uh, you know, I would, you know, I would just say, say that, uh, you know, that act is reserved for marriage and, uh, you know, you wait to have kids, you know, when you're ready and obviously high school, probably not ready. So, you know, it's like, uh, there is no choice of whether to keep the kid or to abort the kid. The act is, the, the, the choice is to either make the kid or not make the kid. I yeah, because you're you're made in the image and likeness of your parents, and so do you want to give up that opportunity? Especially if there was a situation in my advanced health class where um, this person uh, there was disease in their family or something that would like disrupt it, or you would not be able to have a kid. Um, for the woman and a teenager who wasn't, no, a college student got pregnant um, and wasn't sure whether or not to keep the baby. And it's something that we all discussed in the class. It's just, especially with those kinds of situations, I, no one knows what to do. And you feel like if you make one decision, is that, was that the right decision? So the, it's, uh, it's also the whole thing right here. Decision. But is there? Especially yeah. for a person that maybe not is is not religious and they don't really believe in anything and they're just so confused and they're lonely and they're just they're all in their head. 
And they're just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? The question would be, do? doesn't matter if they're religious or not, just do they believe in life? Do they, you do know? they believe? They're just so, they just don't know. And I feel like some people are, are in that position where they oh, just yeah, have would, no idea what they're going to I, do. Uh, I would uh, definitely agree with that, that, you know, some people, they're uninformed. And they make decisions, you know, with uh, without full knowledge. And uh, that's when we get, in our, get, get ourselves in uh, situations like that. But, um, you know, I mean, I think that's something that the pro-life community is working on is, you know, getting the word out that uh, life starts at conception and uh, any abortion after that is murder. And, uh, you know, if they still make the decision to have abortion after that, after knowing that, then uh, that's a big issue. I think that's that's a good place to stop with the abortion talk. Is there anything that you want to talk about as well that you want to shed light on to um, or think isn't talked about as much as it should be? We could uh, get a quick talk on uh, what do you think about voter fraud? You know, do you think uh, there was any of that this election or? I don't think so. I, this whole election kind of like messed with me because I was up every night since election day watching MSNBC because Steve Kornacki is like so iconic with the whole board thing and talking about the different counties and the different states and the electoral college. It's very interesting to me, that whole process. I'm not even a fan of the electoral college, but that's another thing. I think the popular vote decides who should be our president. It's not fair that, you know, um, oh, something popped up on my screen. I just got to click out of it. I, this is obviously recording, so I have to save it to my computer and saved. Okay. Um, why did you open up? The electoral, electoral college is weird. That's, we could talk about after this, but voter fraud, mm, vote by mail has been used in a lot of states, like I said earlier, with Oregon and Washington being a few, some of them trying it out from the first time, the drive-in drop-off with the mail-in ballots. I did not go in person this year. I didn't want to. I never want to go vote inside a mailing station. I don't want to wait in line for anything. I just want to fill my ballot out at home or whatever, drop it off at the library, and that's what I did. Um, there's like this pressure for me, like it's more like anxiety based where I don't wanna be out in public and voting. I don't want anyone looking at me or whatever. Um, I just wanna vote in peace. I feel like I can do that in the privacy of my bedroom or whatever um, and doing my own research before I put pen to paper. Um, voter fraud, I don't think so. It's more, I feel like if you're doing mail-in ballots, you should count those before the election starts. That way we know what's happening before we get into everything. And that way we don't have to wait as long for the results to come in because how long did we wait? Do we wait a week before they're like, okay, we have a winner now where all the news stations are like, okay, Joe Biden was elected 270. He got past yeah. that. It was, it was something in a while, but. Yeah. It took forever and it didn't need, that doesn't need to happen. There shouldn't be like these, okay, we're going to wait two days after the election. Most people want to know the night of and that's not possible. Yeah. 
especially right now, no way. Um, next time, they should try and make things a lot easier for people to um, to count the ballots before make have different voting stations set up. One thing that bothers me, um, especially in Georgia, was that polling stations were being closed. I think this happened in Texas too. They were shutting down polling stations. There was only like one available in one county or something. I, I don't remember where or the illegal voting boxes. I don't know. I No one should be messing with our elections. This is for the people, by the people. Um, popular vote, all that great nonsense. Um, and I mean, also with elections, it's not just the presidential election we're voting on. We're voting yeah. on bills. We're voting on our representatives and people that are working in our counties. Yeah. It's more than just the president. I think people fail to realize that too. Um, so I got a question here. Uh, I got a uh, a lot of the stuff I hear, I consume a lot of the conservative media. Now I'm gonna guess you probably consume a lot of the Democrat media. So, yeah. uh, you know, I hear a lot that uh, there was definite voter fraud, no doubt about it. I just, I don't, I don't curious. know what to trust anymore. Yeah. I don't know what to watch. I got yelled at by my uncle. He is more like a moderate person and he's like you shouldn't be watching as much tv as you do i used to watch cnn every day during the beginning of the quarantine because i wanted to know what was happening i can't stand fox news because my again my dad liked it um and i think the people were annoying on there but that was just me in middle school being me um yeah. msnbc i started watching more particularly because of Rachel Maddow. I think she's great. Um, I don't know anything about conservative media exactly. I do watch NBC, but I only watch like the ch Channel 5 for here and then the nightly news with Lester Holt because I think he's, I just like the sound of his voice. It's nice and, and soothing and calm. Um, okay. <laughs> and I don't, I read the New York Times sometimes because sometimes you gotta pay for it or they, they hit you with that hey subscribe now kind of deal mm -hmm. sometimes i just don't read anything with my consumption of news at this point i haven't watched the news since i was by my grandparents house and she was watching the nightly news um we don't necessarily like watching the news my we used to watch the news when like dinner time happened like years ago um and we would sit there and we watch Chicago Five uh, News, Nightly News, and then we would stop. With consumption of media now, it, it's kind of weird because I don't know where I stand and I don't know where these other stations stand. I don't know what to listen to, what to trust. I kind of just do case by case. When it comes to everything, I'll do my own research into everything as well. Yeah. I don't know anything about conservative media. I don't know what they talk about, how they talk about it. Um, I don't even know if I have that on my TV either. Cause I just, I don't know what is what. I know we have Fox, but we just don't use that channel here. Uh, uh, maybe I'll listen to some Rachel Maddow and you'll listen to some Tucker Carlson. 
Oh no, that's the person I can't say because my dad likes him. I walked up my my mom used to go on these business trips, and my dad would be at home. My mom does not like Fox News. Um, my dad would would be watching Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and I yeah. went up to him when I was in like seventh grade, and I'm like, "Oh, you're watching this asshole again!" And I walked away, and I got yelled at. I just I can't stand his voice, and I wish. I just wish that when you're commenting on the news, just talk about the news, like not your opinion. And this is for like everything. I don't want to know about like these commentators opinion. I want to know like the facts. My sister loves Chris Cuomo. She'll watch Don Lemon. I am a big fan of Anderson Cooper. Um, I just wish like if they want their own talk show, Give them a talk show by all means. I'll listen to that. But when you're talking about the news, talk about the news. Yeah. Uh, That's just me, though. I mean, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, like you know, you talk about news, but I mean, every I mean, when you talk about like what happened, a lot of it can be subjective on uh, you know what somebody did. You know, like you know, we talk about like the motives of you know if somebody uh. I don't know, somebody did something, you know, and they're broadcasting on the news story, you could say, oh, they did it because of this, or they did it because of that, and, you know, a lot of it gets subjective, and then you get a lot of the conspiracy theories and stuff, which, I mean, some of it there's good evidence for, then others, you know, it just uh, makes a mess of everything. I just, I, I, I'm having, like, an existential crisis, because what do I believe do I believe it when I see it? It's this whole believing thing for me. Yeah. Do I trust it? Maybe. Maybe not. It's like, I even when you do research, can you trust your research? Can you trust yeah. anything at this point? Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, you weren't at JCA long enough to have a teacher that recommended me to this website. But uh, you should visit this website. It's called theconservativetreehouse.com. Treehouse? And, uh, Is it yeah. an actual treehouse? No, it's just a web page. Oh. But, uh, you know, he goes through, he writes, a, he writes an article, a news story, and then he gives all the evidence, you know, of like, uh, you know, documentation of, you know, somebody in Congress to back it up and, uh, you know, direct quotes of what people said and, and uh that I would say is, you know, probably the most trustworthy uh, news source I, I found, you know, because he gives all the documentation, everything. It's not just like his commentary opinion about it. It's like, uh, you know, quotes from bills and quotes from people, what they said and all that. Okay. I'll check that out. I'll remember right. when I'm editing this. I'm not going to write it down now because I want to be focused on right. conversation. Um. Okay, speaking about JCA, here's a fun question. What do you think about school choice? Oh, I love school choice. I, I think, uh, like, school districts, you know, I'd eliminate all those. Because um, if I didn't go to JCA, I would have went to Juliet Central. <laughs> and, uh, I hear that's, like, not a very good school. You don't want to go to school in the castle? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be pretty cool, but, I mean... Metal yeah, detectors hear... all around. I've heard the stories. I've heard all yeah. the stories. 
that and yeah. Juliet West. No, I mean I would have gone to Bolingbrook High School. I feel like we're we're in the same boat kind of thing, but like I moved, um, yeah. and then I ended up at Nequa. I had a nice time. I've been to both private and, and public schools. I actually had an even split between them, six and, and six years worth of the differences. I kind of missed public school. I, I was lucky enough to go to a good public school. Some yeah. public schools are really bad. Was I a fan of JCA though? Mm, not at that point in time. I feel like I did a lot of, gro- I had a lot of growth at Nequa. I, I felt more comfortable with myself. I don't okay. know. I just had a weird, the whole mental health thing with my first two years at school was not fun. Um, one thing I will always remember about my time at JCA is my chemistry book almost falling on my head, <laughs> on my locker from the top shelf. Um, and another thing is the whole backpacks thing at JCA. My backpack at Nequa was so useful and I didn't even have that much stuff to carry. But oh. I love having it. That's that's a nice perk. And okay. then there's more classes too that you can pick from. Is there just more opportunity in some places? Am I for school choice? I don't know. I kind of don't want funds being taken away from public schools because obviously they could do better. Um, would I send my kid to a private school? Probably not. Unless, you know, I marry someone that's religious, because I'm not religious anymore. If they want to give our child, like, if if I marry a Jewish person, you want to send them to a Jewish school, I'm fine with that. If you want them to experience that religion. I, my time at JCA made me realize that I didn't want to be religious anymore, but I kind of was already coming to that point once eighth grade hit. I even got confirmed. I didn't want to be confirmed. I just kind of love uh, regret doing that too, because you know I'm technically was, uh, Catholic, but. Uh, what was uh, your reason for not being religious anymore? Um, I'm gonna be honest. Hilkut kind of, kind of. Yeah. I just okay. Did I like Hilka at first? I did. I was quite fond of him, and then I went more into like his class and I was like this is a nice way to end my time at JCA by being uh, in his class what um, didn't you like that about him I mean like you liked him at first and then what kind of changed later on uh conversion therapy okay. when he talked about was it his cousin or someone that he knew and he talked about that and this is when I realized okay I know I'm not straight. I was growing more into that because I came out freshman year and then sophomore year, I was kind of, I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing um, kind of deal. Junior, senior year, I was like, okay, I'm more comfortable now. Um, the, the whole thing with the Catholic church and like homosexuality is like one thing. And I'm like, okay. Um, also family is another thing Ooh. for me as well. Can we, can we pause real quick? What? Uh, what did uh? What do you think the church says about homosexuality? Oh, Staley too. Hilka Staley with their their comments kind of made me like, okay, is this what a true, like, religious person would say? Ooh. It's just with me. Here's the thing. 
with me, if you make a comment, I'm going to assume that you're homophobic, especially with these two teachers that I deal with. And I think Vogan at one point too. I think he made some weird comment that I was upset about. Obviously I wasn't vocal about this because I, I was a scared little freshman and sophomore who didn't know what they were doing and okay. didn't know how to act or whatever. I was just bundled up and quiet. And now look at me, I'm speaking on a podcast and I gave a speech in front of my classmates at school. I, it's just, I, I, the, when teachers say homosexuality is sin, conversion therapy will make you better and it will make you not have these urges or whatever he talked about. I was like, okay, you're making my time at school a lot, a lot much more fun. I was not comfortable with myself at that point. And I, in that class too with Hilka, there were two other queer people sitting with me as well. And it was just. But see, yeah, I think uh, it's a misinterpretation. Um, like you say, Mr. Say, you know, whatever teacher made mm-hmm. uh, comments about homosexuality is a sin. No, he literally said that. He, okay. he literally yeah, so said homosexuality he, is a sin. If he literally said that, yeah. Then, uh, I'm not, I don't think he meant the person, you know, I don't the think act. the person in itself is a sin, but the act is the a act sin. act is. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, like, I've uh, also enjoyed my time not having to worry about, like, I don't want to poke fun at any religion. Praying is a chore. Going to confession as a kid was weird because they'd be like okay your sin will be absolved if you do five Hail Marys and I did those and I didn't feel any better I think as a well, child I knew I didn't want to be religious I it's, not, like, it's not that you feel better it's that your soul gets clean I know and, uh, that was me as a child that's how I felt as a child when I was in grade school and I was doing all these going to a Catholic school for the first time when I was in fourth grade was quite the experience because I was forced not okay force is a bad word I recognized that there was more to religion than I thought I went to church every Sunday with my grandparents and my mom well my whole family um until fourth grade I went to mass every Friday with my grade school until eighth grade mass at JCA whenever we did it um I just, I never was really into math. I never understood, like, you know, we have a God or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just, I never understood and I tried to understand. That's why I joined my youth group. And I think I haven't really talked about the whole why I joined my youth group thing because I just wanted to try and see what would happen if I tried to be religious. And I really wanted to try. I was telling myself, Gianna, you you are Catholic, you got confirmed. You don't want to end up like everyone else, like what the deacon said, how you get confirmed and then they leave. I actually wanted to try. I tried praying. I, I started praying every night before I went to bed. I put thought into my prayers. Um, I, I, there, was a, there was a point where I was like, okay, it's starting to make sense now. And then it just Boom. disappeared. What's the what's the it? It started to make sense. Like the whole being religious thing, it started to like yeah. click in my brain. And then all of it, like, 
I w- when I came out, it was weird. And that mm-hmm. at that point, sophomore year, maybe the beginning of the year, I realized I can't do both. There was some reason why I couldn't do both. It more like I think it's fear based. I was very scared to go to school every day. I honestly was for no reason. I was scared every day for no reason. You know, being an out queer kid in a Catholic school where I feel like everyone around me is homophobic. For I was scared for no reason, and honestly, I don't know why. I just felt different, and I felt like I had to choose for no reason, and I did choose. And I honestly, I don't believe in anything. I, I'm chilling as an atheist now. I, I just, I think for me, it's the whole queer thing for me and hearing everyone obviously the pope has said other things and i shouldn't base my judgments off of where i went to school and the teachers that i've had and the people that i went to school with but that's what i did and if i could change it i would but that's what just what happened with me i based it off of what was happening in my life in that point my whole family is catholic my my cousin um, who is Catholic, she, she's very accepting. And she tells me all the time, like, there's nothing wrong. And she doesn't even say anything. She's like, you are fine. And that's all I need to hear. But I heard that now, not before. And I just, I wish I heard it before. Go ahead. You can always come back. That Catholic church is accepting. I went to church for my grandfather's funeral in August and I haven't been to church since sophomore year of high school. It was weird sitting in one. It was the church that I got um, where I received first communion and it was a weird experience to be back there. I read, I don't know what I read when I was there for my first communion. I think I read- I I think maybe- yeah, Maybe it was ahead. a weird experience. Uh, God was calling you. You know, he's keeping you in the church. And then you uh, left. I didn't like you, being the, there, actually. The devil pulled you out. The devil the pulled devil. you out of the church. And now you're back in. And now you feel awkward because uh, you've been away. Oh, I felt very awkward. So I didn't even go to communion because I didn't feel like okay. I needed to do that. I well, did not want not to do that. To. I know. Okay, I was that's, that's good. being respectful. I knew my place. Um, And I felt the stares of my family members, but it was also weird because the pandemic stuff, I think even if I was still a practicing Catholic, I wouldn't go up for communion just because I don't want that kind of interaction. Um, Even though there is hand sanitizer, there's a barriers and everything. I don't want that. Um, I just felt awkward being in a mass and (laughs) my grandma wanted me to read a petition thing with my sister and I said no. And I got looked at even by the person that was helped running the mass. And it was just, I felt awkward. I know it's not my place to go and do that. Um, and my family doesn't even like me not practicing and everything like that. When my grandfather was alive, he would tell me, you know, I don't understand um, things like that. I don't understand either, to be honest. Well, I mean, I would say like, I mean, you know, I do believe there's a God and he mm-hmm. wants us to be good. 
And I would say the Catholic Church is the true church. Um, you know, Jesus founded the Catholic Church and, uh, you know, you got Protestants, you know, they broke off from the one true church that Jesus started. Um, you know, but there's still, there's plenty that I still don't understand about the Catholic Church. Like, you know, you talk about communion, the Eucharist, you know, that's one of the mysteries. And, uh, you know, I was just at church, you know, this morning and uh, it's like every week I uh, ponder the mystery of the Eucharist. You know, how can that be the true body and blood of Jesus Christ? And, uh, you know, I would never walk away. At least that's what I think right now. And, uh, you know, I keep learning. You know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts about it and, you know, I continually learn and read about it. But, uh, you know, I think that's, that's God calling me uh, closer. The fact that I don't know something, you know, it's, I struggle with it. That's uh, God pulling me in closer, you know. And, uh, if I were to walk away, you know, I'd be rejecting God and uh, I'd be like going with the devil then. And, uh, you know, I'd be the opposite of good. So, I mean, in your situation, you know, I would, and I would uh, just keep learning, keep reading, uh, watch some videos, listen to some other podcasts and, uh, you know, I could reference the show for you and all your listeners, the Patrick Madrid show. You know, he's got a very good podcast. A lot of people that are lost in their faith call in. He's got a radio show and people call in asking questions and uh, he's very informative and, you know, it's very eye-opening. Uh, some of the people in their situations and uh, call in and, you know, he answers questions and, you know, I learn a lot and uh, I'm sure, you know, plenty of other people, you know, call in with their stories and stuff. And it's just a very interesting show. So I'd recommend that to you and all your listeners. Okay. I've never heard of that show, but that's probably because I'm not into Catholic media. Um, I just, I, I'll never understand what I went through my freshman and sophomore year. It was such a difficult time in my life. Um, going to school was a chore. I did not enjoy that. Um, I, I could agree. I could follow that. Going to school. Yeah. Um, I was just at such a weird point in my life. I didn't have many friends. Um, even when I was in friendships, I was like, why are people friends with me? Um, I sat by myself at lunch every day, um, in the beginning of the year, uh, for a few months until... Sam and Kelsey walked over and those are like my first true friends at JCA and I'll be forever grateful for that. Um, I being the only person from my school to be there and um, losing my main friend group from freshman year, my sophomore year was also weird because everyone else moved away or went to a different school out of the four of us. Um, So that was that was quite the experience for me. I also was so depressed my freshman year. I would get a panic attack in the beginning of seventh period McDermott's class for no reason. I don't know what happened. Um, they gave me Tums one time because they thought there was something wrong with my stomach. And I, I was having an anxiety attack and they gave me they gave me Tums. I'll never forget that. That was such a weird experience. Like one thing that JCA I felt like needs to do a better job at his health class. I think we had different teachers. Um, I don't remember who my teacher was 
some coach. Uh, um, Mr. Jaws, Coach Jaws. Which one is which? There's there's two of them I know, but I don't know their names. This one, he was a baseball coach, I think. Or yeah. Uh, my name's not coming to my mind either. I I, I know the face, but uh... I can't remember. But when I was when I was in health class. <laughs> That was that was a that was a time because well, I what didn't you like about uh, what didn't you like about health class uh, JCA? Didn't one class get to learn CPR? I remember that someone oh, okay. so, some class got to learn CPR, and I think it was like just one class or one teacher in my class did. And I was like, mm, that's weird. That's weird. But I would like to be CPR certified. I want to know how that works and what I would need to do in that situation. I think everyone needs to know that. Um, yeah. It, there was like a lack of, of sex education that I feel like is important, even though we go to, we went to a Catholic school, I feel like it's important to educate people, even though, you know, the Catholic church says you can have sex after you're married. Um, for me, I didn't know, I didn't learn anything about that until I was 17 years old. And that is upsetting. Um, my sister she transferred from the grade school that we both went to to public school when we moved to Naperville and she learned about sex education in seventh grade. I was like, what? To have that education, I would like to be informed. Do you, yeah. you think that these schools should be teaching sex education? Um, no, I don't think it should be up to the school because uh, I, mean, I think it's up to the parents. The you parents. Know. Yeah, because uh, the school, you know, if you like leave it up to the school. censoring issues? Well, I mean, it's like the, if you leave it up to the school, like who knows what the school is going to tell your kid. Like uh, for me and my family, being a religious family, uh, like a public school, secular school, they might say, oh, yeah, uh, take all your contraception. And uh, if you do well, your it's pregnant, more like what happens at this point. Pro- it's more like how does it work? I've, I had to educate myself and I feel like I shouldn't have to do that. You know, even though I'm not straight, I, you know, they barely uh, teach queer sex ed, which is also like a thing that I feel like should be incorporated somehow because no matter what, there's a possibility for STDs and that is important to teach at least how to put on a condom too. That's a great thing to learn about. Uh, no, see, I would. No, I wouldn't is it just say an embarrassing learn... thing because I would also be embarrassed to be in a in a class like that too. But it's still knowledge is power. You need to learn. You need to learn about it, or else you're uneducated. I don't want to be uneducated. Oh. It's like I uh, want to know about everything, no would, matter what. Would you rather? Would you rather have the school teach how to use this contraception, or would you rather the school teach abstinence? I don't think abstinence is like, because, okay, think about it this way, Zach. Teenagers are crazy. Kids yeah. are crazy. College kids yeah, are crazy. I understand. If they're not educated, they can get, number one, in, into trouble somehow. Um, like, let's say they get pregnant on accident and um, they could get infected. 
the the whole STD thing is that is my main concern because if you don't teach about this stuff and then you get something and you look down and you realize what is that bump? How did that get there? That's more. That's more. For, that's what I think of. I want to know what could happen just but, uh, because to be prepared. You could use all this contraception and still get those problems. But if you practice abstinence, it's a hundred percent probability that you're not going to have any of those problems. I mean, I've been made fun of. I've been made fun of by my sister and my old neighbors because you know I'm an 18 year old virgin. Not because I want to go out and have have a wonderful time. It's just because I'm a scared little child who was un, un, uneducated, and I didn't even want to have that kind of interaction anyway. Am I waiting until marriage? Does that really count? With when you're gay <laughs> i don't know i honestly i honestly don't know because if sex is supposed to be between a man and a woman i don't give a shit honestly i just well, i just see, I, I don't know i would say i don't believe in gay marriage because okay. i would say marriage is between a man and a woman well Zach, i'm still gonna invite you to my <laughs> wedding anyway okay all right <laughs> you're invited um, all right um, that's it that's all you want to say you don't believe sure. in it? Why? Why is it between a man and a woman? Why? Does it matter, though? Like, who loves who? Yeah. It does? Because, uh, I mean, it's, it, you know, coming from a religious person, yes. I say it's in the Bible. You know, yeah. marriage is reserved between a man and a woman. You know, uh-huh. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Honestly, like, though, that's kind of funny. That when I see those jokes, I'm like, that is very funny. <laughs> And people that some people don't get it, and I'm like, well, clearly you haven't read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I got. I don't really know where I stand uh, on if you're born gay or if you're, you know. That's a whole other thing. That's another thing with Hilka. I mean, I respect the man, kind of, not a hundred percent. Up, like I respect him as a teacher, as a person. That's a whole other thing. Um, because his classes, religion-wise, were very nice. His classes, when we talk about, when we have debates, not so much. Not so much. I was not a fan of those. The whole religion well, part, yeah, sure. Well, the, the debates, did you not well, like the debate really debates? Did you not like the debates because they didn't align with what you wanted to hear? Because no. Here's the thing that bothered me. The first, one of the first things that bothered me is that if a girl is wearing a dress or, or some provocative piece of clothing, she is asking for it. And most of the guys in the class agreed. It was mostly like the jocks, I guess, or whatever. And all the girls were looking around and they're like, yeah. No, consent is so important, and I feel like that's another thing that should be taught, because that is, that is, um, what is talked about a lot in sex ed as well. But it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you said consent. I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm all for abstinence until marriage, and then as for like, you know, uh, whatever you were saying, the girl wearing the say a skanky dress mm-hmm. you know I'm all for um dressing modestly too you know like uh, people wearing all tight clothes and stuff I don't and, even know, like wearing stuff. crop tops 
it's more like yeah. I am really, really pale, and I don't want you to see how pale I am. That <laughs> like, is uh, just, just me. The other night watching uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. You know, filmed in the 40s. It's like, uh, you know, you look at how people dress there, you know. Like, no, you know, today you got people walking on the streets in their pajamas. You know, back I like then, my pajamas. <laughs> well, I'm back wearing then, my though, pajamas you know, still. <laughs> Long sleeve everything, though, because I, oh, yeah. I get cold at night. Yes. Yeah. I, I get cold easily. I don't really care how people just. You think it's bad outside. Have you ever been inside a public high school? No. No. Public, I went to a public uh, K through eight. Well, that's different. People yeah. are much more adventurous with their clothing styles um, in high school. And it's weird to see people walking around in the different clothes. I like seeing what people like to wear especially if they're wearing like a jersey or a hoodie with like some brand on it or whatever I think that's interesting but dress code wasn't really an issue at Niqua it was at JCA because if you're not wearing about detention if you're not wearing your liner detention if your shorts are short detention yeah. I'm, I'm glad I never got a detention because one time I didn't wear my lanyard um, and I hit it like inside my polo and then <laughs> My homeroom teacher, he said, where's your, li- where's your ID? And I was like, what ID? And then I had to go and buy one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I forgot it at yeah. home. It was, it was very upsetting. But going back to Hilka's class, I want to ask your opinion on the whole situation of what happened with him and the school and the people that wanted him out. Because I personally wanted him out. I don't think debates like that should not be in a religious class I feel like that's more of like a a health class situation um at least or advanced health because we talked about a lot of different things that weren't necessarily health related more like um we talked about abortion we talked about um queer and trans rights we talked about um we touched on sex ed uh stuff like that that really wasn't Hilka's job, but he did it anyway. I wasn't comfortable with it, um, but I was also not comfortable with anything anywhere at that time in my life. Do you think what happened in the summer should have happened, or do you think it no, should have been all. better? I think I think they could have done a lot better of a job. Like, uh, you know, Mr. Hilka, yeah. I I feel like I know Mr. Hilka very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went on the March flight. Yeah, you know him super well, pro-life club and everything like that, obviously, yeah. Yeah, I went to, I mean, I was also in two other clubs of his, the Students for Troops and uh, Mm -hmm. the Weather Club, and, uh, you know, Mr. Oga, he's, you know, he's a great guy, down to earth, uh, you know, very nice, you know, I just feel like, uh, you know, the Catholic Church says acting on homosexuality is wrong, and, uh, you know, I just feel like the situation is that people don't like to hear that. And then they go out and call Mr. Elka. But should it be taught in a class? Yeah. Especially yeah. if you know that there's queer students in there just to make them feel guilty or whatever. Even no. though well, I remember um, when I when I was in that class, there was someone that wasn't out yet. There was me and another person that were out. Um, I was still a little tucked away. Other people were comfortable with themselves. 
I just, I felt bad for them too at that point when I was sitting and listening to him in class. I was just thinking, how do they feel right now? How do they feel being in this environment? Um, even people being made fun of, uh, that's another story I could get to later, but you can keep going. Um, you said, uh, they, he said it to make them feel bad. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a big I was kidding with that about. one. All right, well, I, was I mean, it's like, uh, you know, there are certain truths that are true and you can't uh, dispute, diffuse that, you know, like mm -hmm. that's the truth and that's that. I think there's some people that they hear that truth and, you know, since it makes them, it's kind of like this. If, uh, you know, one person's one way and the truth is, is that that lifestyle of living is wrong, then that means that person is wrong. And that makes them feel bad and that makes them resentful. And they want to get that person that's speaking that truth out of there. That's pretty much what happened there. And, uh, you know, the truth is the truth. You can't, uh, you know, there's not, there's no such thing as my truth and your truth. It's always, you know, what's true. You know, like, if you believe that absolutely, then, uh, you know, you just debunk yourself then. Anyway, uh, yeah, like with Mr. Hilka, I think, you know, it's just some people didn't like to hear the truth. It hurt him too much. And they got him out of there. You know, and I think JCA, you know, it was very sad on their part that they got rid of, you know, such a great teacher there. And, uh, you know, out of all the theology teachers there, I'd say he was definitely the best. And, uh, you know, I think JCA, they should have dealt with it better, better saying, you know, he was only saying what the Catholic Church teaches. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess if, you know, the Catholic Church, JCA, since they're a Catholic school, they would say the Catholic Church is the true church and is correct on all things. What the church teaches, you know, the dogma of faith. And uh, if they don't like that, then uh, that's their problem. You know, they shouldn't be getting a teacher out for that. You know what I'm saying? What is the church's stance on conversion therapy? Because that is something that I am not knowledgeable about, but I know that changing someone's lifestyle is kind of weird I, yeah. I know that some people want to do it because they don't want to be gay um I even was afraid when I came out I remember the day I came out it was May 1st it was a nice day 2016 I was afraid I that day I went home I got yelled at or whatever my mom's cool now I don't know so much about my dad um, but I was like, will I be sent off? But it's illegal in Illinois. So like, I'm okay. When I found that I was like, like, I'm good now. Um, but I didn't want to be like put into a room and told that I, I was wrong, I guess, or whatever. Cause I just want to be me and not have to worry about anyone else. But the whole Catholic church and conversion therapy, do you know anything on that? I don't know anything about that. Okay. I'll do some research and uh, maybe I'll come back on. <laughs> maybe we can we can have a whole another episode um, um, <laughs> off topic discussion. I really like doing things like this because it's nice to take a break from talking about women's sports. Nothing is happening right now. Um, Thursday, I'm doing an episode on my wish list for 2021. Um, but women's sports is kind of at a pause probably until February when the NWHL is coming on and I get to talk about that for the first time. Um, didn't Hilka resign 
though? I thought he resigned. I didn't know that JCA kicked him oh. out. The JCA forced him to resign. Oh, they forced I that is something I did not know. They forced him to resign. Yeah. Okay. I just thought he resigned because he was like tired of dealing with whatever. Okay. But if they forced him to resign, why didn't they just fire him? That sounds better. Oh. Okay. It's all for the public news. Was it covered? I know it was in the Herald. Um uh, they covered him in the Herald because I read online. About uh, I I just heard word of mouth word of mouth yeah yeah I just did he did kind of um I mean everyone isn't perfect obviously yeah but if you mess to go I hope he finds another job somewhere um yeah I hope he learns from his best you kind of deserve <sighs> I just one thing is weird is that basically. Freshman year seems so recent, and it's not. Like, I remember that, you know, being locker neighbors and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I was very sad when I left because I was like, you and Nate weren't going to be my neighbors. I mean, (laughs) nice to see, like, two people I could say hi to during, like, a passing period or something like that. Yeah. Those were the days. Those were the days. I feel like I would be a different person if I still went there. Um, I feel like I would be more closed in and not who I am today if I was still there. I honestly, I told myself when I, when I went there, I wasn't going to graduate from there. And I knew it for a fact. We were looking at schools before we were looking at houses in Plainfield before uh, my freshman year. And I was like, okay, this is a sign that we're moving. And I, and then it happened sophomore year. I even told my mom, I was like, so we're going to move, right, at one point? And she goes, no. And then it happened. Um, I wish that I still had some of my friendships from that that time. Uh, losing some of those friendships and losing, like, contact with people is, is kind of, like, kind of bothers me because I, I miss seeing them every day. I miss talking to them every day. I just feel so awkward if I wanted to text them, hey, how you, how are you doing um, even texting people happy birthday when you haven't seen them in two years, very weird. Um, I just have, do you keep in touch with people that you used to go to school with? Yeah, I text them and stuff and, uh, you know, probably going to meet up with them sometime soon. Very lucky. I have to stay in the house. I mean, I went to, I went to the Top Golf yesterday for someone's birthday. Okay. Um, it was like very spaced out and everything like that. Um, I was with a bunch of Montini people because I went to a homecoming with them my sophomore and junior year. So I knew the people that were there. It was very nice. I've been friends with this person since fourth grade um, when I went to St. Scholastica and I'm still friends with them now after 10 years. That's really weird. It's my longest friendship. And it's it was like, we lasted this long. <laughs> that's That's very weird. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to discuss? And you use your platform on here. We have listeners from across the globe. We have eight countries that listen oh, really? to this. Yeah. It's That's really nice. weird. I would you know how there's like a Spotify wrapped for do you use Spotify or Apple Music or neither? Uh Pandora. Pandora. Oh, you're one of those people. My mom <laughs> my mom uses Pandora. Um but there's a there's Spotify Wrapped and Anchor is a part of Spotify, 
and um, it gave me this short little thing is like the I have eight countries that listen to me. Um, my two most popular ones are obviously United States and then Ireland for some reason. Three huh. percent wow. of my listeners are from Ireland. Okay. So it's it's weird, very weird. I don't know how people <laughs> found my podcast. Maybe Twitter, maybe YouTube. I don't know. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to talk about to wrap uh, up? I'm good. If you're good. I think we covered a lot. We talked about the election. Talked about um presidential candidates at one point. Um, abortion. Sex ed. We talked about queer people. My friend circle, you know, in my friend circle, any kind of what you might call bullying is just friendly banter. You know? Yeah, ban- there's a difference between banter and bullying. <laughs> I yeah. know that. I know that. Yeah. I I have nice banter with m- me and my friend group from Niqua. Um, there's a lot of friendly banter that happens with, within us. Um, that we would not say to other people only because it's like an inside joke kind of thing. Um, I was just, for me, it was more like, I'm worried what other people would say about one specific thing. And then that's again, connecting back to, oh my God, a homosexual, (laughs) what are we going to do? And that even happened with me in um, grade school. I had people calling me gay before I even said the word myself. That was in like seventh grade. I didn't know well, any better. I mean, you know, it's like uh, for me at least, you know, people call me gay all the time, but you know, it's just uh, it was always just a joke. I mean, maybe maybe it's a guy thing, you know. We uh, I would correct your friends on that. <laughs> I honestly I mean, would. Uh, you know, if we you're always... not gay, then don't don't call other people gay or don't use the f word i hope that you've never said the f word in your life because that is extremely disrespectful i have accepted the word queer i don't necessarily like having a label because i again i don't know um there's also the d word that i am not going to say because that's people if they want to have that word or not there's certain words that aren't acceptable blah 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 but you can continue um i mean i was just i mean I think maybe maybe it's a guy thing, you know, just uh, at the lunch table, everybody, you know, uh, you know, everybody teases each other, and uh, mm, um, that's cold. another thing that bothered me at school too. At both schools, um, there was when I was at lunch a lot senior year, there were these sophomores, so annoying. These guys were terrible. They would keep calling everything gay, and I was like. <laughs> Uh, you you don't like gay as an insult like no I said, is it really it. an insult though like what's the point of it yeah i mean i i understand where you're coming from but if i went around everyone was like oh that's so that's so straight or whatever like that's just <laughs> stupid that is so ridiculous right it doesn't make well, sense i just don't want to call people like, out, like gay if they're not okay it's hard yeah. to come out bro yeah, okay. I'm just saying, like from at least from my standpoint, coming out was weird because you don't know if you're going to be accepted or not by the people that are around you. You don't know if you're going to get kicked out. You don't know if you're going to get beaten or even killed. Um, so it's different for a lot of people, depending on where they come from, of course. But maybe yeah. maybe gay, maybe coming out gay is uh, maybe that was too early. 
Oh, I was very early of coming out. I yeah, should not yeah. have come out as a freshman, and I do regret my choice. So, I mean, um, maybe coming I've, out too early and uh, if, you, if, you came out, if you came out too early and uh, if it felt weird, maybe that's... Uh, oh, you're trying to do a... Okay, I see what you're doing. Ill-informed conscience, and, you know, maybe you should have waited longer to see it. Is this truly what... I've you know, never dated a girl before. I've only dated Riley. Riley's the only boyfriend I've ever had. And he is such a great guy. Um, I came out as bi in 2016. Do I still stand by that? Kind of, but not really. Again, queer umbrella term, like gay is an umbrella term. Um, I just don't know where I stand. Would I like to go on a date with a girl? Sure. Would I go on a date with a guy? Maybe. I don't know. It's just like this whole, do I even like people kind of question? I've been asked if I was asexual. I don't know. I have no idea. It's a whole like, it's up in the air for me. Will I go back to trying church out again? Zach, probably not. I'm going to be honest. It just, my experiences have shaped me into the person who I am today. And I really don't want to go back to that point. I, I think you should go back to church, go to confession, Go to confession. And, uh, what what would know, I confess? No, what would day, I say? You walk you walked away from the church and you want to learn, come back in, and I'm sure the priest will help you out. I'm sure the, the, the church will take you in with open arms. They'll love to have you. And uh, you know, it, I guarantee it'll feel awkward because you've been away for so long and you don't even know if this is the right place to be, but I can assure you it is the correct place to be. When I was in grade school, I felt so weird because, again, when I was in seventh grade, I was called gay for the first time. Like, to, not exactly to my face. My friend told me about it. Um, and then it happened in eighth grade because I almost went to, um, I think my mom wanted me to, to send me to an all-girls school. And then I, I got, and I was like, I don't really, really want to do that because I want to go to co-ed school and everything just for no reason, and I got made fun of, like, oh, because you don't want to, like, turn gay or something like that, I was like, oh, okay, like, calm down, guys, we're in eighth grade here, what do you know? I, my, I feel like the school I went to wasn't exactly accepting, and, like, that is technically my church now, even though it used to be the one where I received communion for the first time. I feel like I just, I'm so isolated that I don't even want to try anything anymore, um just because again experiences that have happened I, mass is boring to me like i don't want to be rude or anything it's, it's not supposed to be entertaining and i know go it's under. not supposed to be entertaining i've always here's one thing that i would like to say i've always wanted to go to the, the easter vigil mass that's okay. something i've always wanted to go to um only because I heard that it's like one of the best masses in the whole year. Um, yeah. You get to see people being baptized into the church um, yeah. after the, all the work that they've done. Um, I, I mean, completely it's dark too mass. and everything. Yeah. You know, they, you know, it's all decorated and, uh, you know, the people from uh, RCIA, which is like uh, Catechism for Adults to get into church. And, uh, you know, they get baptized usually on uh, the Easter Vigil Mass. 
you know, good match to go to, uh, especially now that you're coming back in. I think I would go there just to sit in the background and to watch, not exactly participate because um, I just I, I don't want yeah, to. I, I remember, yeah, go ahead. I would say that's a good start. <laughs> I remember when um, I, fun fact of the day that not a lot of people know, I used to sing um, for mass when I was in eighth grade. That's something the eighth graders got to do was sing during mass on Fridays. And I did that for some reason because I wanted to, even though I don't think I'm a good singer. I don't like people listening to me sing, but yet I decided I wanted to go up and have everyone look at me while I'm singing. Um, I used to want to read during mass um, just because I liked having a challenge of reading the scriptures from the Bible because some of those words are really big and I don't understand them. Um, They're just there. It was just, middle school was such a weird time, and so was, like, the first few years of high school. Um, there was a point in time where I did enjoy it. There's just, I again, like I said before, I tried with my youth group. I really did. It just didn't work out. Afterwards, I left my youth group when I was the end of sophomore year. I did one last retreat with them, and that was, like, my last hurrah, I guess. And I ghosted them. Um, it felt weird. And also the people that were there weren't really nice. In fact, my my middle school bully was there participating within the youth group. The one that decided they think they have a nice gaydar or whatever. Which apparently they do. Which apparently they do now. Um, but I, I decided I didn't want to be in that environment. Especially where I would be looked at. Um, by them I didn't want to be in the same room as them and I also didn't know where else to go for a youth group so I just left and I ghosted them and I just stopped doing religious things my junior year of high school and that's been like that since all right yeah oh well if I stayed at JCA would I still be practicing that is that is a question I could not answer um I knew when I when I left sophomore year that the last mass that I that I went to was going to be my last mass that I've ever went to, and I was proven wrong um, in August. Um, but I wanted it to be the last one that I went to. I even went to my cousin's confirmation, although I didn't stay in the church. I sat outside the church because I was having a terrible day, cramp wise. Um, it is also weird to see the Knights of Columbus in person because they were there and yeah. I was like guys dress funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah they got the funny hats and yeah cool it was so weird seeing them and they were all sitting down we went to I think it's St. Walter's I it's in all Arlington Heights I think or Itasca those are where my cousins are um but I went there my mom was picked to be a um what's it called sponsor I can't remember for who but that's why we were there I was proud of my cousins obviously yeah they decided they wanted to do that and that's their choice and I was yeah. like hey you picked my mom for one thing that's cool <laughs> um I was also supportive of that um my cousin not my cousin my sister got confirmed in October she picked my mom's brother I was proud of her for doing that, although she was kind of like, 
on the fence. Maybe she's more looking at me, which I don't want her to do. I don't want her to fall into my follow my footsteps. I want her to create her own path. Uh-huh. Um, so she was kind of like on the fence. But she did it. Um, yeah. I don't really ask anyone in my family like how religious they are or what they do or whatnot, just because it's I don't not not necessarily I don't care. I just it's none of my concern. So that's where I fall in for that. Um yeah. so yeah, religion. Is that a wrap? I guess I do want to, I'm going to end this. I'm going to do my nice um, announcer voice ending, if that's okay with you. Do you listen to the pod? Or are you a regular listener? Or are you more like a, a listen uh, sometimes? Yeah, I listen once in a while here and there. Once in a while. Do you have a favorite episode of yours? Uh, not particularly, I no, guess. No, they're all good. Yeah, all, all, all 11 out of 10. Like, all amazing okay thank you so much zach is there anything that you would like to shout out or promote before we end today's episode um i'd like to give a shout out to the patrick madrid show uh on podcast you can get him on apple Podcasts and uh probably any other podcast but promoting another podcast on a podcast all right yeah (laughs) patrick madrid is the name and uh i will link it down below for everyone all right. Sounds good. I every time I talk about something in my podcast or another person on the comes onto the podcast, I'll always link it down below. There's always a special link. There's the what happens in today's episode, follow me on whatever I'm on, the special link, and then there's like all the informational card links, like voting links and stuff like that. And then wherever you can find the podcast and my YouTube channel. Um, is there anything else? Um Come home to the Catholic Church. <laughs> Come home to the Catholic <laughs> Church. I don't know if I'll agree with that, but I'll, I'll leave that in, Zach. All, All right. right. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Women's Sports Matters podcast. This was off-topic discussion. <laughs> what is the title going to be for this? What, what should I label the title as? I was going to say politics, but we we talked well, about we more. We branch out a lot more than politics. <laughs> um. Thank you for listening to today's episode titled Branching Out, where we talk about many different things because we can. I would like to thank Zach for coming on today's episode. You can listen to the podcast that he recommended down below. There will be a link in the description. If you want to listen to me on YouTube and watch this wonderful video, say hi, wave, wave to the camera, Zach, wave. There is a link down below to my YouTube channel. And if you don't want to click the link, all you got to do is type in Women's Sports Matter. It should be the first thing that pops up. And while you're there, make sure to hit the subscribe button. If you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you rate this podcast because I want to know if I'm doing a nice job or not. Okay. If you have a Twitter, follow me at WSM Podcasts, where I post memes, talk about different sport events that are happening just talking about whatever, you know, promoting episodes and whatnot. I also have an Instagram. You can follow me at Women's Sports Matter. And that is all with that. I post whenever I have a new episode coming out, which will be Monday. So no, Tuesday. That's fun. Make sure that you wear a mask, wash your hands and social distance because we're still in a pandemic. And if you're in Georgia, make sure that you are voting in the 
runoff races that are happening on January 5th. That is all for me. My name is Gianna Castro. I am your host. Have a nice rest of your day, everyone. And that's all, folks.